What's going on, NBA fans? Welcome to another episode of NBA Central. We got Steve-O in the building, the young OG in the building, and we're going to be talking about the Kyrie Irving trade and what it means for the landscape of the Eastern Conference. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. Number one place for your daily basketball fix, NBA Central. Hosted by the one and only CEO Hayes. All right, Steve-O. So Kyrie Irving was officially traded. Um, so it looks like they're actually sending Kyrie Irving and Markeith Morris to uh, the, the Dallas Mavericks for Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney, and an unprotected first-round pick in 2029 and, and second-round picks in 2027 and 2029. I'm not going to lie to you, bro. Just looking at the framework of this deal, I thought the Nets were going to be able to get way more back from Ky- for Kyrie than what they did. Now, they do add uh, – they do uh, so Brooklyn Nets are getting Spencer Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney, uh, who are – you know, they're solid players, but – not only really thing I looked, I look at as being able even together to replace what Kyrie Irving brought to that Brooklyn Nets team. I got the biggest question I'm going to ask you is this first one: How do you feel about the package that Brooklyn Nets got back from Kyrie? How do you feel about it? I actually didn't have a problem with it. I actually thought like people thought they got fleeced, and I was like, no, that's a solid trade. Now I thought they was like you said, I thought it was going to get way more compared like with that uh, Minnesota trade deal with everything, but I didn't think it was that bad. Like I feel like they may. I mean, I know they just said they wanted to have a win now type of uh, trade package, but I feel like they more cared about the future and the picks. So once I seen the picks, and now that you said Markeith, I really like the, I really like the trade, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they sent on Markeith the Brooklyn side, I should say. Like that on because since they sent Markeith out, so how do you, how you feel about it on the Dallas side though? What do you Dallas gets? Kyrie Irving and Markeith Morris. Markeith, who's not like an amazing player by any stretch of the imagination, but he could add some solid depth for them. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, especially now you add Kyrie Irving. They didn't give up Christian Wood. They still got Maxi Kleber down there, who I think is injured, though. But they, mm-hmm. I look at Dallas. Do you think Dallas got enough to where they can go on a championship run this season? Because it's really just about this season. Nothing's been said on if Kyrie is going to agree to a contract extension or not. So they're really going in on it this season. Do you think? Basically, when you look at it, they're replacing Jalen Brunson. What they got from Jalen Brunson mm-hmm. last year, now Kyrie Irving. Does that is that a championship level team? If it works, it can't. Like if that's the whole thing. If, if my whole worry with everything was not really the Kyrie coming in, it was more of the Luca playing style. I'm not sure if the Luca playing style, if he's willing to convert back to the old Luca, the Euro Luca. Now, the Euro Luka pops out with Kyrie. The sky's the limit. Yeah. And with uh, Marquise Morris, I feel like them losing – not um, – dang, I thought they had Royce O'Neal. But they, he could have like a Royce O'Neal type of effect to that team. So, I like I like it if it works. But I don't know if it's going to work. If he's still in his James Harden play style type of – it's not going to work. That's the only thing I'm not worried about. I, I mean, it, you're, you're right. It really does come down to how much is Luca willing to sacrifice, right? And we've mm-hmm. seen Luca, and even this season, he's been frustrated. You know, we've even heard rumors that he's basically kind of told Dallas, like, hey, man, what are you going to do here to improve this roster around me? Um, if Luca now sees Kyrie Irving coming in and realizing, Luca has to realize, like, hey, if I want Kyrie to be here long term, I'm going to have to sacrifice. I'm going to have yep. to sacrifice for the rest of the season. If Luca does that, and you look at what else they have. They got Christian Wood. They got Markeith Morris, uh, who's, I think, still hurt, though. You still add Reggie Bullock to that. That's a solid player. Dwight Powell, who's been solid for them at times. Josh Green. Like, while I'm not saying that it's a surefire championship team, 
But if Luca's willing, because it's going to have to be Luca that sacrifices, and you know that some people may look at that and say like it's his team. No, why does he have to sacrifice? Because guess what? And I, I I hate to be the one that like makes knee jerk reaction type things and statements, but if Luca does not sacrifice now with Kyrie Kirk coming in, I don't think any other superstar is going to come and play with Luca. This is Luca's opportunity no. to no. prove to the rest of the league I am willing to sacrifice if you bring another superstar to come play with me here in Dallas. Yeah, and if you look at that, you know people listen to listen to Kyrie. He yeah. he's well loved around the league, and if they see that not happen, they're not gonna go. Like he got like yeah. I I was just watching the uh the Jonte Murray interview, and he mm -hmm. was talking about how like you could kind of tell when players haven't played with anybody else that's just as good as them, mm -hmm. and they tend to be very selfish, but they don't realize that we all eat. And we all look good if you learn how to play a part of the system. So, like, but that's the that's the one thing that's so frustrating with Luca is because, like, bro, you came from the Euro, you came for fundamentals, you came where your older your elders played over you. You've been playing with them since they were 15 years old. You should know to take a back row in certain situations. That's what really sacrificing is in certain situations. We're not saying to take become the number two because that's not gonna happen, but Great points. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta sacrifice with the talent. It's almost like a coach. You gotta realize who's on your team. He know with Reggie, Reggie gonna stand on that island like a prostitute on the corner, and he ain't gonna move. <laughs> so I'm gonna sit here and do my dribble, dribble, dribble. That's yeah. what he know he can do. That he yeah. know what Kyrie with the with the temperament Kyrie has. That's not gonna fly. They both and like I just said on with uh, the Cognac boys. Well, they're both their temperaments is either gonna work or they're gonna clash. It's one or two. Yep. They get they got they got about 36 games to figure <laughs> it out. And that, that that's and that, you know what? Honestly, I, I commend the Dallas Mavericks for, for trying it. And the thing is, is if that even if, if this does not work, and let's say it doesn't work, but it, right. it, it's not because of Luca, they now are in a situation where they can have some cap space at the end of the season. So this is another sure. reason why you got to, like, if I'm if I'm the owner, if I'm the GM, if whoever it is, whoever gets through to Luka, I'm telling them, listen here, bro. Even if this Kyrie thing don't work out, how you how you treat Kyrie is going to determine how we can build the championship team around you. You For these next three months, you need to be in Kyrie's ear every single time. Every Because like you said, regardless of how, like, kind of the, the general media looks at Kyrie because he does some weird shit, the basketball players around the league respect Kyrie. They love that man. So... You know, you, you, this is this is an opportunity. For, this is really going to dictate. Hey, Luca, are you going to be able to be the the team that that the Mavs build a championship team around? Are you going to be a player that maybe like Dirk? And this is Dirk was very different. Like, I think people wanted to play with Dirk, but are you going to have? Are you going to be like at the at the end of your career, just by p things coming together, you're going to work it out? Or are you eventually going to have to leave and go somewhere else if you want your title? This is uh, this this is a big. And I think some people are, are going to overlook how how major this is for Luca because you already have mm -hmm. people right now saying, "Well, who's going to want to play with Luca?" And he he did that to himself, right? He, he did definitely that. did. So he definitely did. You know, and I and you, I, I would imagine if they made this trade, they did it with with Luca's blessing. They did it with communicating with Luca, and you know, shout out to them for pulling the trigger. Honestly, an unprotected twenty twenty nine pick and a and a couple of seconds isn't that that high of a risk, but. It, it can go so much further than that if they really want to try to build this team around Lucas. So, I, I mean, we'll see. Uh, so we talked a lot about, like, how it's going to work in, in, in all everything else, but, like, just the basketball on the court. 
what brand of basketball you think are, are they going to be a better team now going forward? Do you think it's going to take take 10, 15 games for them to figure it out? Or how do you think it's going to work out? Uh, like I just said on Koyak, boys, I feel like after the All-Star break, if they're not somewhat clicking after that, I think that tells you everything. You know, he's going to play the rest of this season. He's going to leave. That's the only – like, we – I can – like, and, and with this trade, we also got to bring up J- Jason Kidd. Yes. Jason oh, Kidd, Jason I, Kidd, I'm not going to say he's the best coach for this scenario, but he's the best person to be a coach in this scenario. Mm. You got you got a ball-dominant point guard-ish superstar, and you got a ball-dominant point guard coming in. Both come, but even though Jim, uh, Jim, uh, Jason uh, Jason Kidd is not a ball-dominant point guard, mm-hmm. he I feel like players respect him enough, Kyrie respect him enough, Luka respect him enough to listen to what he has to say, and 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 this will it just how um just how they look they're gonna look at Luca for this like how if anybody want to play this is gonna do a lot for uh Jason Kidd he got a lot of chances and we do uh, I'm not gonna say like like C Dub was like what's what have he done I'm like he, he haven't done much but we do have to give him some type of credit for the for Giannis he did change oh, sure. kind for of sure. now, I won't say kind he definitely opened up his his floor. For sure, for sure. He 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 definitely did. Um, we're gonna talk a little bit about the East, but since we're talking about the Western Conference right now, I, I want to kind of focus here. A the Western Conference playoff race. Right now, the Dallas Mavericks sit at six in the Western Conference. How for how much further do you think they can go? And then also, we, we're five days away from the trade deadline, bro. Four days away from the trade deadline. It's February 9th. Do you think this is the first domino to where now other teams in the West, do, you, do teams call Utah and be like, hey, that, that Jared Vanderbilt deal, you still, that's still on the table? Like, do you think this kind of jump starts the other teams in the Western Conference to try to see if they can make any moves to stay relevant, not really relevant, but to stay maybe ahead of the Dallas Mavericks? Because I know we've, we have some doubts on if this trade is going to work, but if it does work, the Western Conference got to watch that's out. It's an issue. Yeah. It's an issue. Yeah, like you got I, – I feel like you almost have to. Because I feel like a lot of players are looking at, like, teams like Chicago and how they didn't improve while everybody else was improving. Mm-hmm. So I think the league is starting to realize you got to do what everybody else is doing at the same time. Yes. You sit there and wait, you can miss something. I don't, you don't know what that something is, but you could definitely miss something. I feel like they can – they in the six, they can jump up in the four or five, depending on, like – I'm not the biggest believer of, Clipper, of the Clippers. A lot of people are, but like, I if feel they like can they stay can stay healthy. I believe. It. Yeah, like, that's, that's the, the thing. You can't bet on their health, bro. Like, like you like, never know. Like, like, like I just said, OCW. You don't even know if he's gonna play tomorrow. You don't yeah. know. You don't know if Kawhi gonna play tomorrow. And I feel like, even though he said Paul George technically gave the reins up to Kyrie, I feel like they still don't have that talk yet. Like that real one on one, who this team belongs to. Because when you see them in the playoffs, when it, it showed, like even when he played the Bulls. PG was isolating like I, but I thought Demar was out there. I really did. Like it, it depends. Like it, like I said, it depends on the camaraderie. It depends on they willing if Luca is willing to make it work. I pray to God they talk to him about this because you know how organizations is. They just do it. So I pray to God they talk to him about it, and I pray to God that he's a hundred percent in. And I pray to God Kyrie's hundred percent in because that's the biggest issue. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if they're both bought in, but uh, yeah, that's going to be tough, man. That's going to be tough. Do you think yeah. that this – so they're six right now. Do you think they're going to be able to jump up to one of the top four spots? Do you think there's enough time left for them to mesh together and for them to get one of those top four? 
Yeah, because I can see the sun dropping. I can see. I don't know. I can find. I can kind of see the kings falling from the face of the earth for some reason. I could. I, I could just see a lot of teams falling. And if they really clicking, yeah, I could really see them moving up at least top four. I won't say top three. I say top four, top five. That's fair. That's fair. Well, let's let's look at how things uh, shake out right now overall in the in the Eastern Conference. So the um, the Brooklyn Nets, I believe. Let me let me check real quick. Double check myself. The Brooklyn fourth. Nets were fourth. Um, yep. And I definitely don't see them keeping up that pace. So oh, that's gonna no. that's gonna open up some things. Um, even with the acquisitions and the players they do get back, I think they're gonna have a tough go to stay at fourth. How do you think this changes the Eastern Conference? And do you think now Eastern Conference teams are gonna be making those calls for trades? Because I tell you what, um, yeah, while the Brooklyn Nets are gonna drop down some, you uh, man, I don't know, bro. I don't know. How do you feel about that? I was just telling them, I feel like the Knicks, you gotta watch out for the Knicks. And if I was the Knicks, I'll be looking. To make some moves, some like some real, like I won't say big moves, but some moves that put you over the top to make y'all legit, legit contenders. Because I feel like those the Knicks is one of those teams that can jump, like they can mess around, be top five easily. Yeah, I'm not too keen on, like, of course Cleveland can jump up. I'm not too much clean keen on the Heat jumping up. So, and. like I, I don't got no faith in us or the Hawks. So <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that this I think this may have the opposite effect. Whereas, like, and I always said, unless another team in the East makes a big move, thinking mm-hmm. about it, like a lot of those middle of the pack teams now may be like, hey, we bought definitely about to pass Brooklyn. We good. We don't even have to trade. Like, I think that, that it may have that effect. Whereas the West is like the one now where teams are gonna have to make moves to stay kind of kind of up, keep up with the with the Dallas Mavericks, but I just don't know, bro. Like it, it, it really depends on how a couple of things shake out because the Indiana Pacers sitting right there. If they do trade Buddy Hield, or if the Atlanta Hawks trade Jason Collins to another, uh, John Collins, I say to another Eastern Conference <laughs> team. Yeah, Jason, that's a completely different player. And that dude was terrible. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> but uh, if 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 unless one of those moves happen to one of the top like five or six teams in the East. I think the teams may be looking and licking their chops now. I think a lot of teams may honestly wait to the offseason and be like, hey, can we get KD mm-hmm. now? Is there a chance that the Brooklyn Nets are going to go full rebuild and move Bro, KD? So The Suns already talking. They already just dropped the alert. I said, dang, already? Bro, like, that's, that's I feel like that's another reason why I feel like what you said, people are going to fall back even more because they feel like they. it's almost a foregone conclusion that KD going to leave, so they're not worried yeah. about I don't really think people are like I, like we said last week. We don't really expect it to be a big trade deadline day. So I I I, I, I could see the East falling back majority of the teams unless one of those like yeah one of those Indianas and one of those like Knicks make a trade worth trying to put themselves over top. But besides that, I think it might stay the same as it has been. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to watch, man. This is. Crazy. It's a little over 24 hours since it was made public that he asked for a trade, bro. Like, we, he's gone. Like, shout out to... Thank you, I Lord. Just, yeah, I mean, look, I, I look, old, I look at Joe Sy and uh and the Brooklyn Nets and that ownership group, bro, and, like, they got it. They, they, they not too far behind Jordan is one of the worst ownership. Man, bro, you you take it out. I just <laughs> said that. I literally just said that because they was like, do you think KD going to stay? I'm like, no. No. We like we get we get on KD and, and, and Kyrie a lot, but you really have to be honest. Joe signed that organization is not the best organization in the NBA. Not even close. No. They uh I don't even want to go into it. They did so many weird things and 
non-business moves and not communicating right and just, it's just nah yeah. and it, it they don't i don't think they realize how bad this 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 what four years five years made them look as an organization Bro. i don't it's gonna be hard to get people come there if, and here's i said this a little bit on one of the episodes of chicago bull central i'm gonna say it again here this is a big shot in the foot for the player empowerment movement and the reason why i'm gonna say that is this kd and kyrie put that team together they chose their coach, which was Steve Nash. And bit by bit, every part of that, of what they built there has fallen apart. You brought in James Harden. He he wanted to leave less than a year after coming there. You had to send him back out. Failed. Like, K Kyrie now is gone. You had a whole Failed. debacle with KD in the offseason where he wanted to be traded, didn't want to be traded. Joe Asai looked KD in his face was like, all right, yeah, we hear you. Fuck that. And like, exactly. it's, so it's like, what you thought you was doing, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, oh, you thought we was trading you, like, <laughs> like, bro, it was just, bro like, <laughs> I just realized what you just did. <laughs> they definitely thought he definitely thought, I know he was, I know he was, shitty. bro, I know like he was. So, yeah, man, I just look at this and I really, I don't see any way that the Brooklyn Nets can salvage this and try to rebuild on, or retool on the fly like you're gonna have to send kd away and you're gonna have to be bad for and you're gonna have to hope that you luck up and get a number one overall pick in the next three years that then develops and and players either want to play with or he just turns out to be a generational talent because it's gonna be mm -hmm. it's gonna be a tough future for the you just Nets, jacked your, you just jacked up a good at least four years at exactly. least four years like, hey man that it's just it's been that's that it's it's crazy because when KD and Kyrie decided to join forces and go to the Brooklyn, bro, I you couldn't tell me they wouldn't make a finals by now, bro. I I just fully believe they were going to make a finals by now, but I didn't believe it. Like after, like after they trade, they got rid of Kenny. I I just like once they started trading their, all the young youth out and yeah. Kenny left, I was like, y'all, I don't think y'all realize what y'all doing. Like I really don't think y'all realize what y'all doing. Like I get, I get it. Like yeah, those are two generational players, but everything don't work on paper. Yeah, that's definitely those. That's a definitely an on paper duo. Like I didn't. Yeah. That was, that was one a, duo. I was like, I don't see that working. But just like I said with Luca and and and, and Kyrie, now I don't see that working. But let's see. Let's see, bro. I mean, that's it, bro. You got anything left to say on it, man? I, we had a completely uh, different episode plan. We're going to have to record that man. in the middle of the week, bro, because yeah. this this news is just wild, man. And, you know, it, it happened a lot faster. I, I honestly thought we were going to go into closer to the actual deadline day. They just I, the ownership was like, hey, what they offering? All right, take it. Just go ahead. Get rid of it. Like, I, I like. Dude, I, and that's why I think they're going for picks. That's why I really yeah. think they're going for picks, because. They realize they basically essentially realize we effed up. Yeah, we effed up. Sure. <laughs> so like, you you they, gotta. They, by the beginning of next season, they gonna have a team of Ben Simmons, Spencer Dinwiddie, and DeAndre Ayton. That's gonna be their team. And KD gonna be on the Suns. Just watch what I say, bro. That's gonna be their team. <laughs> and we gonna be we gonna be looking like how how the fuck did we get here? How do we? <laughs> get just here? Say. I'm like, bro. The NBA scripts means gonna be hilarious. That's bro. If it'd be like, bro, yes, I can. Well, I just got some ideas. Let me stop. Yeah, bro, that's that's wild. This the NBA be wild. Never a dull day around the NBA. Bro. Never. Like every tra every trade deadline in my life that I can ever remember thinking, oh, it's about to be a quiet NBA trade deadline. I think other than was it like 2015 where it was a quiet trade deadline? Don't quote me on the exact year. I know we had a fairly quiet one, like 
four or five years ago. But other than that, something always happens. Was that the year D Wade came here? Yes. Yes, I think that was the quiet trade deadline. It was quiet because yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I remember. I don't even want to get it. I remember the day where I was at. I was so annoyed. Come, bro. Why now? Why now? Why now? We wanted you four years ago. Why now? Don't I don't want me. Oh, I'm so tired of players using this. I want to go home, bro. Get the fuck, bro. I don't want to hear that no more. I'm so tired of hearing that. Bro, I just looked it up just for shits and giggles, bro. The the biggest trade to go down, that would have been the 2016 trade deadline. The biggest thing to go down at that trade down deadline was Randy Foy getting traded to Denver for Steve Novak and DJ Augustine. Randy Ford ain't in the league no more. <laughs> I don't think nobody on that list is in the league. <laughs> oh my God. Boy, the NBA, oh, I tell man. you. That's crazy. Or 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 Jeff Green did get traded for Lance Stevenson that trade deadline, but that's after Lance hey, Stevenson he forgot how to play basketball. <laughs> right. That's crazy, bro. bro. Hey, bro, I remember people saying he was going to be better than the PG. Bro, that's crazy, man. Man. Man, what a – how many years was that? What a turn. That's that's tough. What that's a turn. Wild. That's wild. Well, Steve-O, man, give him your social media, man. Let's get the hell up out of here, bro. Man, this Steve-O speaks everything, Twitter, Instagram, all that. All right, you guys can follow me at CEO Hayes, CEO H-A-I-Z-E. You can follow the show at NBA Central Pod uh, on every social media platform. We out this bitch, man. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Breaks Media. 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 Media.